Hello and welcome back to Keeping It Candid, our fortnightly pop culture podcast with me, Millie Cotton, and me, Sophie Milner. And this week we've got a special guest. Hi, I'm Alia. I'm a journalist. I've written for publications like Refinery29, The New York Post, The Telegraph, um, on all sorts of things, social commentary, fashion, that kind of thing. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having, thanks for having, thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming thanks in. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, so, we appreciate you being yeah. here. Absolutely. So how's everyone's week been this week? Um, fairly chilled. <laughs> that I mean, was, that's my general... That was very... Fairly, fairly <laughs> chilled. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, been, it's been good. Working a lot. Yeah. Different events. Same old. Nothing of interest. How about you guys? Carnival! I'm still coming down, honestly. I actually love Carnival. Every year, it's like my favourite weekend of the whole year. That was so fun. Really At least fun. someone did something. <laughs> I tried to make it to carnival, but I didn't. I'm really sad because it is. I've only been once, and it was one of the best nights of my life. It's I don't, just so fun. I don't remember it? too much though, but from the photos, <laughs> the photos were incredible, and I looked like I was really enjoying it. So. It does have the nicest community vibe about it. Yeah, and it's so crazy to see Notting Hill come alive in the way that it does, and it's so different to what it's what it's usually like, which is amazing. I think in light of everything of Grenfell and everything, I think it was incredible. Yeah, though. definitely, because there was a silence, wasn't there? There was. Yeah. It was actually. I was so amazed that it actually happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, I did not think that they were going to be able to make the whole of Carnival quiet and down, if you know what I mean. Like, the whole surrounding area was actually not a sound for, like, two minutes. That must have been incredible. It was. I imagine, like, the... Oh, wow. Yeah, the feeling and the emotion. You know when you get shivers? Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it, And then everyone, like, cheered at the end, like, you know, it was, oh, it was lovely. Oh, my God, that's, that's so important and so amazing. Because they did want to move it. They did, like, some people yeah. did ask if they could try and move it this year, but yeah. Sadiq Khan was like, absolutely not. So, which is a, which is amazing. But it's a nice way to, to bring an end to summer. I know. A very sad way to bring it. I can't summer. believe it's September. I know. September's such a crazy month. It's it means it's like it's like Fashion Week. Fashion Week oh. is upcoming as well. I yeah. know. Getting everything through for that. Back so, to business back to, basically. It is. It is basically <laughs> like, you know, vacation is over. We need to everyone needs to get their shit together and get back to work. So. The beers are back in the fridge. I slightly and, love it, you know. Yeah. I slightly love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of feels like, okay, cool, let's do this, like, you know, got shit to do, yeah. Yeah. summer's done. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's like almost like a back-to-school vibe, but because you're not being told to go to school, you're doing it for yourself. Yeah. As people who are like, you know, we're all self-employed and everything, yeah. we kind of, it is it is a bit re-motivational, so, you know, it's time to get some new bloody stationery. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. Shout out to anyone who wants to send stationery our way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We like next week. This is sponsored by. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So on a more disheartening note, obviously something that's been really important that's happened this week was that Monroe Bergdorf was fired by L'Oreal for speaking out on her Facebook page. But this was a while ago, wasn't it? So it's the thirteenth of August. She made a um a post on Facebook in response to the supremacists and the new Nazi like rallies in Charlottesville. And it, it got picked up a bit later. The story was apparently sold by a friend from university to the Daily oh Mail. Gosh. Which is just so sad. Can you imagine someone from uni who you spent three years with doing that to you? Throwing you under a bus, the Daily Mail bus out of yeah. it's, it's It's atrocious. And for it to blow up as badly as it did is, is really shocking. It's, it's, 
It's, you know what, it's a very, it's a sad thing to have happened, but in a way, I think it's, it's something which is, like, striking up so many conversations. Yeah. It really is. I think it's really quite important that we include some of, um, some of what was said in her original statement, which, because it no longer exists, um, on Facebook, it got taken down because of, well, she deleted it, I think. No, she said that, um, that it got taken down by Facebook because of, like, inciting hate speech. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. And then, ironically, um, lots of the responses that she was getting were insanely racist comments and really, like, you know, racist comments. Obviously, she's, she's, she's a trans, like, black woman, so she was getting, like, transphobic, like, transphobic oh comments, everything. And they, those comments were not being deleted by Facebook because they weren't counting as hate speech. Part of the statement, which was what got flagged up for hate speech, says, most of you don't even realise or refuse to acknowledge that your existence, privilege and success as a race is built on the back, backs, blood and death of people of colour. Your entire existence is drenched in racism, from microaggressions to terrorism, you built the blueprint for this shit. Come see me when you realise racism isn't learned, it's inherited and consciously or unconsciously passed down through privilege. Once white people begin to admit their race is the most violent and oppressive form of nature on earth, then we can talk. Um, so the part that wasn't in that part though was, uh, so Monroe on this statement did write that allegedly all white people are racist, but that wasn't obviously quite what she meant. She then explained later. Yeah, and that was the piece, that was the, that was sort of the buzz phrase from the, the post that she wrote that got taken, like, completely picked up, taken out of context and repeated over and over again. Like, when this, when this kind of broke on the, from the Daily Mail, when I saw it come up on, on Twitter, it was just everywhere else is like, Monroe Ragdorf says, oh, it's a great racist, oh, it's a racist. Yeah. And of course, having not seen, read the full story, the first thing I thought was like, whoa, that's, that's, yeah. that's a bit intense. But then it's only, obviously, when you scratch the tiniest bit of the surface, you realise it's coming from the Daily Mail yeah. You know something's been like pulled well, The Daily is always trash, isn't oh it? Oh my god, Firstly. absolutely. It's, um, it's one of those, I think it's quite indicative of like how everything works these days though with like social media and with like clickbait and you know all of that kind of stuff. It's like you choose the most intense, like the most out there statement and that's what you kind of whack everywhere and that's unfortunately what happened yeah. in this case I think and the fact that it was three weeks old as well it's not you know like she said it and then it was picked up straight away it literally took three weeks for it to be picked up and the next day she was fucking sacked yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, and to be hired as the first transgender woman who's black as well is such a fucking big deal there was yeah. so much press around it that it was so positive and it was such an exciting thing to happen and then for it to all be literally it's really it sad that it's been overshadowed down. like that yeah mm-hmm. exactly and for her to be sacked the whole thing is absolutely insane yes. the thing is I think it's it's so difficult but in saying allegedly all and in mm-hmm. you know in the in the kind of way that she said what she said obviously her point her point is valid and if you kind of you know her explanation of what she, why she said what she said is 100% nail on the head you know mm. that's that's the truth it's one of those things that in saying well in saying all and in saying it in the way she said is she kind of flipped it on its head and kind of did the same the other way around and obviously the thing is that's arguably not possible because racism comes from what you know white all of these things like the history of racism comes from white people so art and 
white people come from a position of privilege so arguably you cannot flip racism on white people because mm-hmm. they already are privileged yeah. but at the same time L'Oreal kind of had to say something like I don't know how they were going to just allow it to 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 slide when it had become such a big thing but on this on the surface it is also discriminate discriminate discriminatory, discriminatory. Yeah. it is uh, on the surface mm-hmm. you know so it's, it's it's a really tricky one i think so l'oreal said l'oreal supports diversity and tolerance towards all people irrespective of their race background gender and religion the L'Oreal Paris True Match campaign is a re- representation of these values and we are proud of the diversity the ambassadors who represent the campaign. Of the ambassadors who represent the campaign, sorry. We believe that the recent comments by Monroe Bergdorf are at odds with the, those values and as such, we have taken the decision to end the partnership with her. So their decision goes against diversity, doesn't it? Yeah, basically. completely. There's just no argument against that. There was a quote from an article on the pool which I felt summed this up so well. And it said, that whilst L'Oreal's self-described dedication to championing diversity may sound positive, which of course, you know, it did. It seemed like she was there as mm. being like the, the, the face of diversity and it, which which was incredible. It just doesn't get much more diverse than being yeah. transgender and black. No, yeah. Absolutely not. And then it said their decision, their decision to punish Bergdorf for doing exactly what they claim to be in favour speaks volumes about the company's willingness to commodify black and trans issues was clearly missing the mark on what makes them so pressing in the first place. And I think when I read that, I found that such, that just kind of clued up exactly what, what it what it felt about and just really showed the this collaborative project, having her as a face of of this, you know, of True Match is. It no, comes it's, down to. it's so, so true. And Monroe actually on Galdem the next day, she wrote a piece. Um, she wrote it, right? Like yeah, she wrote yeah. it as a, yeah, a country to the Daily Mail. And she said... Sit still and smile in a beauty campaign, championing diversity, but don't actually speak about the fact that lack of diversity and is due to racism or speak about the origins of racism, it'll cost you your job. Yeah. So, yeah. I it think it's a difficult one because I think um, for, for, so, for so much of it, it perhaps is like, these are topics that need to be discussed, they need to be talked about, but we were saying like is social media the right place to do it it is so easy there's so many nuances in language and the way that you can put it across and that is it is it the best place to have this discussion of course social media is now one of the biggest forums to have these discussions and one of the most powerful ones to yeah. have on but this is just goes to show exactly how wrong it can go sometimes. Well, you don't have room, you know? Like, I, I just recently finished reading a book um, by Rennie Edo Lodge, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race, which is a brilliant book. But it's a whole book, like mm-hmm. hundreds of pages, expanding essentially on what Monroe tried to say in like a couple of lines on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. You There's no way that you can explain this whole huge inherent flaw in in the world basically in like two sentences on facebook it's impossible it took her a whole book and she managed and it's you know no one's sending her death threats because she had the room and the space Mm. to explore and to you know look into all of it you can't do that on on a facebook post i don't think no you can't or if you do try to it's inherently going to be it's going to be flawed because it's just I just it's not enough space. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's so. But then it's, if people aren't talking, speaking out about it, or through this method, is it just is it just basically, kind of staying like complicit and silent in it? It's a really difficult 
it's a really difficult kind of scope and what you know how yeah. where, where's where's the line where's the line with this even one? in saying that i actually struggle because one of the lines in um Rennie's book which really stuck with me is was basically something like it's not the like clue Klu Klux Klanners who are like the really dangerous ones it's the people who are kind of like yeah I agree with what you're saying but I'm not sure about how you said it and I kind of feel like I'm doing that right now but it's it, you know it's not yeah. it's 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 a very difficult kind of it's such a difficult conversation and um, it's such a yeah. weird absolutely I think what's interesting is I think this is in a piece which I think my might have written herself or she, it was, it was a quote that she said, but she said that racism, racism, the way racism is defined these days is a very old fashioned way of basically saying, oh, well, you call someone this, you're a racist. But actually, it isn't about that anymore. It is the way that it's kind of comes ingrained into society. So you can't just look at it and by turning around and being like, and calling someone out and being like, okay, you're racist for saying this or doing that. Mm-hmm. It's actually a case more of trying to like learn where it's coming from and, and working it all out. And it's a, it's a very, very difficult thing. Like, but, but it is sadly examples like this which kind of do, do help repoint and like re rescope this conversation. Yeah, and like, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I read. Some, sorry. No, I was just gonna go on to because um, I feel like it's quite funny because Monroe went on and spoke to Piers Morgan no. and oh god, uh, just yeah, the collective eye roll. Election Piers Morgan. You can all see where this is going. Um, and so he basically he victim blamed Monroe, saying that she was now acting as a victim in the whole thing, which just couldn't be any you know more sexist, more racist. This is Piers Morgan, Ugh. and it's just that's. But I feel like he represents so many people who just don't understand, yeah, or aren't even willing to try and understand. Oh my god, they're so the, the, he he represents a a, a kind of person who is so close-minded to everything and aren't yeah they're not willing to accept or to, to listen or learn um actually i think we let's play a clip from that because it is it's fascinating to listen to poor white people have a better chance in britain of getting out of their poverty than than poor black people yes all of them i feel like i'm up against the wall with you Piers. no you're not are you what you're up against is somebody challenging you on your public statements, yes. which you've managed to turn into a massive great story of your poor victimhood. And I'm telling you, now you're sitting here, that I think when you say all white people are racially violent, mm-hmm. that is deeply offensive. And I think when you then clarify I think it's and say that straight, that straight white guys are basically all sexist homophobes and racially violent, I, I, as a straight white guy who's not remotely racist, get very offended <laughs> by that. Sorry. I just can't get me with half the laughter. Personal attack. Of course it is. It's not a personal attack, Piers. You've attacked and this every is why we're not gonna get this is why we are gonna get anywhere with racism because well, we want people you keep with extreme people. privilege like yourself can't see past it and want to attack people when they talk about their lived experience. God, can it's someone so please true. get Piers Morgan a tissue or something? He's so personally victimized. <laughs> He's horrific. I read something last week though, and I think it's so on point and it basically just says i will someone wrote on facebook i will say this shit though white homies y'all gotta make it as hard as fuck to be racist i see some of y'all try to be polite when it comes to disagreements but that just means people can be racist and still have a coffee date with their liberal white friend later in the day make it hard for them make it a lonely experience make it so rough that they have no choice but to think damn maybe it's me just for a second don't laugh at or humor any jokes that perpetuate racist ideas from the smallest to the biggest opportunities 
make racism the new Nickelback, <laughs> make that shit look and feel so miserable that no one wants to be a part of it because they don't care about me and my opinion. They care about yours. And it's so spot on, isn't it? So strong. Wow. That is, strong it's, it's so true. It's, that is so true. You have to, you have to, any, any tiny little nuance thing that you hear from someone coming from anyone like a friend, you need to, you need, it's important. I think, I think some of these things, obviously you can, you can, you can attack these issues from so many levels, but it's important that, that it's one that can be tackled from the ground up and it is in all the smaller ways, obviously challenging a friend who might say something and you're like, that's not right. That's yeah, not okay. Yeah, it's got to be done. It goes so, so deep. And like, that's, that's the frustration that made her take to Facebook, you know, made Monroe take to Facebook <laughs> and write that. And you know, that, that is her point is valid essentially and I guess the, the the difficulty here is you know the way the way she said it has made everyone disregard not everyone but has made a lot of people disregard her point mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yes. because they're too naive to actually bother to look into what she was really trying to say yeah which is such a shame because there was such there's so much importance in what she was saying yeah. and of course and what she was saying was in a reaction to what was happening in Charlottesville so it all it wasn't it wasn't just her having a rant on Facebook is what the Daily Mail made it out to be. It was it was reactionary to something which was something atrocious which was going on on the other side of the world. Ultimately, it's evidence of what she was saying mm. that all this backlash and yeah, it definitely she got fired. Is. Um, and... I think, I can't remember where, she definitely said it, I think it was in an interview, but it's basically like a load of people are counteracting what they think is racism with more racism mm-hmm. um, by all of the transphobic racist slurs that are just literally all over her Instagram. All you have to yeah. do is pick a photo and it'll have nothing to do with the topic at the moment or what's going on and 10 people underneath would have commented like obscenities. Having to wake up and deal with that in the morning, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, so, and I think what, what I think she's, I think she's incredible for, for dealing with this the way, the way that she has. You know, watching and listening to her speak to Piers, she was so calm and cool and collected dealing with the whole thing mm. and I don't know how anybody could be like that in front of Piers more than <laughs> I would be able to so be <laughs> I would completely lose it and to be able to do that especially and having gone through so much scrutiny in the media it's 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 incredible for her to to have managed it that way um and essentially you know her message what she was trying to say in the first place that you know maybe got taken that maybe got taken badly. No, that did get, you know, twisted and turn into all of these things that I guess she didn't quite mean. It was all true, you know, like our system is socialised into white supremacy. That's mm-hmm. just how it is and no one can say that that's not true. It is. I found I found what she wrote incredibly eye-opening to even my, my things, things that I've mm-hmm. potentially thought through growing up and things that I've never realised and I think... I actually thought it was a very important thing and you know had it had it been something which had perhaps been written on a different medium like you said with that that book had it had it, had, I, had I read that through that it maybe would have been different uh, or had she have maybe even you know just skipped this, the Facebook statement and gone straight to what she wrote afterwards yeah that's the thing we like, wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation I yeah think. her clarification post just nailed every you know like it was just like yeah okay yeah and she said it in in a, in a really measured way and mm-hmm. kind of gave evidence in that that was essentially potentially what she should have just done the first time around yeah. but at the end of the day you, you can never you know when people are frustrated and at, you know you can never okay. judge them for how they've 
said no, it. No, and when everyone's like, you know, your hands are tied to your phone all the time, things like that, like we're so connected with like Facebook and social media that it just, it becomes all too easy and all too, too normal to, to, to do that. And also when you're doing it, it was on her own personal Facebook. Yeah. So I think it's like a, I think people follow her though on Facebook, so I yeah, think it's, she, it's her own personal Facebook, but there's then posts that are open to the public yeah, who then follow yeah, her. Yeah, of course. So um, it's just, but, but, but still, it becomes such an honor to do that when, you know, there are sad things. Well, if people are listening, you're going to do it, essentially. I think even when people aren't listening, people still do it. I have so many people on my Facebook who it's literally just to their, you know, their yeah. friends. They go on a run every bloody week, I don't yeah. know. It's just, I find it really quite boring I just um, don't think that social media should be the place for that kind of thing mm-hmm. I don't because people can very easily as what happened here just take extracts out and you know that be the story or mm-hmm. like yeah. there's no context no one's sitting there thinking yeah. oh I wonder what she meant when she said that you know no yeah. one cares people are like that's what you said oh my god you know it's yeah. not like oh I want no yeah. one's gonna give Absolutely. you that time of day yeah and the Daily Mail they're not notorious for doing this the whole article was uh, ref- it reframed what she'd said in a completely like like anti-white like racist against white people kind of perspective and she had a Daily Mail headline that came up about Monroe and it said it said model DJ and former man Monroe yeah. Bergdorf blah, blah 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 and that was the beginning of the headline <laughs> they had to it's had to relevant. say former man they had to so do that. it's just like why does that matter why is why is that that's not relevant that's so irrelevant and it's just they have to do that it's mm. yeah the it's dangerous actually wrote a really interesting article as well and they compared racism to, to sexism and they were said that you know sexism <coughs> doesn't always come with signposts and it's mm. not always you know easy to highlight but if and when you do you're very often, you know, met with resistance or accused of being aggressive and hysterical. And I think it's exactly the same really thing as what happened with Monroe is everyone's like, oh, you're being so aggressive and you're kind of just because you can't see it. It's not always obvious, especially mm-hmm. if you are coming from that position of privilege, like you're never going to have felt that. Yeah, yeah and, absolutely. You know, there's so many things that indicate that, like, we obviously are living in this really fucked up world where it is actually very unequal like you know the, you know, the office for national statistics recently found there's a 23 percent gap in the pay between black and white university graduates like for what reason 23 yeah. percent and that's like in, that's huge black graduates are twice as likely to be unemployed as their white oh like peers gosh. like that's a huge thing you know that's so it's disgusting. it's obviously still a huge huge problem and and if you're coming from the position of privilege you might not see that i don't think we do see it day to day though i don't i don't think i see it day to day i have so many different friends who you know have different backgrounds different sexual orientations you know. we live in london but we live yeah. in london we live in london. We're, we so live in london we're so open to exploring absolutely every avenue of personality of person mm-hmm. and <coughs> i've forgotten what it's like to live in a town where it is you know it's not like that well if you i'm not even i'm brown like i'm from egypt like i'm not even that like, i'm brown and i was in <laughs> I was in the countryside like a few months ago with two of my friends who are both black and we were in the car and we were trying to ask this directions to get into Tesco basically and we asked this white man who was walking and the way that he like ignored like he did not want to look at us like he and you can I just felt I was like it's because we're brown like I just knew it and it was I had never really experienced it before 
he refused to turn around and then eventually we were like excuse me hello sir hi like where are we going and he turned around and he's like i don't know and he just like stormed off and it was like no you do know because like yeah. what why are you doing that and you know that was just like a tiny shitty example yeah but it happened you know, in london mm. luckily it I, it still yeah. happens but like we're, we're you know the specialist circles that we surround ourselves with everyone's open-minded really mm. or they wouldn't be your friend you know yeah and yeah. you forget we know we are so lucky to live where we do live i don't think that we've covered enough how disappointing it is of l'oreal no to yeah. be honest. um no. so i think we should just make a point that we are so disappointed by the way that l'oreal as a brand <laughs> and as an empire in fact l'oreal's like an empire right mm-hmm. like oh absolutely they have behaved. It's, it's, inc- it's, I mean, without sounding completely Just no conversation, like, like no conversation, literally just a statement. I wonder how they sacked her. Do you reckon they, like how, I wonder how that would have gone about. Like they wouldn't have just released that statement. Sure. No, I think they, they were on her. a, I know she said in an interview with the Guardian, um, she said that they called her originally and said, do not talk to anybody. Do not basically go out of the house, do not do this, when wow. when when the Daily Mail article came out. Mm-hmm. She didn't say that was a phone call when it happened, Yeah, but I'm, I imagine that, that could potentially have been the phone call uh, and where it happened, but... I just, surely that couldn't have been the only option. Slapping her couldn't have been the only I think it shows, I think it shows a, a level of like, like cowardice from L'Oreal. I think in, in face of something like this, if they, if they brought someone on board, which so strongly aligns with the value that they're trying to promote, they should have taken her with it and they should have looked at what she was really trying to say and worked with her to, to, to use that and actually basically champion what, the, the truth behind like what she yeah. was saying albeit perhaps in a, in a different way I think it would have it would have shown like that they were definitely far from cowardly from doing that but I think they, they took an option which they thought was the easiest route out like oh we don't want to get in trouble oh we don't want to be in the face of like a backlash with this so let's let, let's cut the tie it's the easy thing and of course they obviously I mean they've worked with a lot of people are saying she what they worked with Cheryl Cole, who was a brand ambassador, who yeah. still is a brand ambassador. I don't know if this is fair though to drag yeah, up the I, whole I Cheryl Cole thing. I think she's she paid so much penance for that in the media. So to bring that up again, I think is a bit cheap, to be honest, in my opinion. I, I think it's something that's been dealt with and it should be very much be left in the past. You shouldn't be you shouldn't continually be punished for something that you did a very... It was like... No, I think, but it's not necessarily saying about, like, Cheryl, I think it's more saying about the, the, the company. It's like, what, at what yeah, point are they going to gonna flip? Yeah, yeah, when are they going to flip their values? I know that was a long time ago, but at what... Like, where did If Cheryl did it wrong? now, yeah. yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. if Cheryl did it now, that would be a huge deal. Yeah, massive yeah. deal. I'm sure she would get sacked as well. Yeah. Like, obviously, she would have to be. But it was such a long time ago that I don't think it was the right thing to do to bring that up. I think I think it cheap it potential kind of cheapened her argument actually. Um, I think I, I get know. why she did it because obviously I think Cheryl was actually she wasn't charged with it in the end. Was she? No, she was a acqu- she was oh, not guilty. Yeah, okay, so long time, and that ago. makes it even a bit worse that it was brought up. Um, but I just think when you've had so much shit around that you've done, be forgiven and move on and like. Well, it, it's kind of it's kind of the same thing of, of what. No, that's it's 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 one of those things of like we do not give anyone the benefit of the doubt anymore mm. ever we didn't give it to you know cheryl uh, you know we didn't give it to monroe now most people 
you know, and it's one of those things of like, you just take things at face value and that's, that's the issue. I don't know, Clara, Clara Ampho actually, who's also one of the L'Oreal ambassadors, did a really beautifully written um, Instagram post and she wrote, if she's not worth it anymore, I guess I'm not either. Yeah, I was going to move yeah. on to that about how, you know, it's not like she's the only black woman hired for the campaign. There were many other black women yeah. and how bloody awkward for them. Like, what, what are they supposed to do? And obviously, yeah, Clara, I think, is maybe not doing the campaign anymore. I think I she, well, yeah, she's, that, it, it seems, seems like, like she not. has quit. Quite, um, yeah. I actually, I took a screenshot of Clara's Instagram caption to read because I thought it was, it was just so fantastic. Um, uh, where is it? She... So, Clara said, not even a week ago, I was proud to announce that I was hired in the same campaign as Monroe, a trans woman of colour who L'Oreal Makeup hired to sell makeup because of who she is. Who she is, is a woman who wrote a nuanced post on institutionalised racism and white supremacy in relation to Charlottesville and how the foundations of those heinous attacks, oh no, of those heinous ideals trickle into every facet of our society. A newspaper took her post out of context and span it as a rant with the most basic of dog whistle politics to rally people against her. She's now been dropped from the campaign because L'Oreal feel that she's at odds with our values. If she's not worth it anymore, I guess I'm not either. And then Monroe's hashtag, which is I stand with Monroe. Um, so important. Yeah. And then also Mercedes Benson has spoken out about it as well on her Instagram. It completely saddens me that institutionalized race, institutional racism can still be acknowledged in this day and age as a fact. The colour of our skin has historically caused us to be sidelined, ignored and mistreated. And though there is still such a long way to go, it's more than diversity and it's more than inclusion at this rate. There needs to be an acceptance of what is and race, what is and racism is. I feel so proud to be a part of this campaign with all the ladies and beauty. Was a starting point in allowing greater media representation of how everyone black, brown, olive or white looks like. I pray we can do better in the future and my support goes to Monroe at this time. With all that's going on in the world, the situation in Charlottesville, or the natural disaster in Houston, it's time for us to pull together as a community. I pray this situation unites both L'Oreal and Monroe to find an understanding in each other's POV point of view, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not down with the kids. Um, so I think that's really important that they've both said what they've said. Mm, yeah. I think it must be a really difficult situation for them to be put in because obviously they can't not stand with Monroe, I don't think. How could you not? Yeah. The thing is, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? That like, okay, fine. We, we're aware that this is the inequality of the world. Cool. Got it. Okay. We have to be so careful how we say things because that's, you know, really, wouldn't it be better to kind of change things from the way you, the way you say something can make all the difference in how it's received. Basically. Absolutely. Language is so important. And I think that everyone needs to be educated, especially people who are, um, who have a platform on mm. the way that they talk, especially about things which are of great importance. Yeah. But that's the thing, like in the old days when, <laughs> in the old days when social media didn't exist, <laughs> everyone yeah. was press trained. Yeah. So if you were anyone of importance or you had any sort of voice within the public domain, you were press trained. You knew how to say things and use your yeah. language in a way that you were taught yeah. because yeah. it was so important because yeah. things can be taken the wrong way so easily. All the time, every single day. Yeah, whereas now like anyone can go viral, anyone can like make a comment that's going to chat, like go anywhere. Anyone can be like an Instagram celebrity. Literally, and, like, Hetty Douglas um, did something 
she's an artist from London who is very much part of like the fashion crowd as well as like the art scene essentially um she's worked with loads of major brands like actually I can't remember any but I know that she has worked with loads of, <laughs> loads of major brands and she put on her Instagram yesterday um a photo on her Instagram story of two guys where's um in McDonald's on Instagram saying they look like they've got one jeans. This has gone viral and she's deleted her Instagram account, but she's had to delete everything. I it was funny. She's been massively publicly shamed. Case with that model in um, LA, I think it was, and she body shamed someone on Snapchat in the changing room. She oh took the photograph God, of that yeah. old woman. Didn't she go to oh. jail? She's either she's doing community service or she's she's she yeah she's basically something she's, yeah she got <laughs> prosecuted for yeah absolutely and that just that was such such a big case and it just it's, it was one of the first of its kind on such a a, a major stage to show how this social media like backlash can happen so so strongly against someone like her career is down the pan she was there like, oh I never meant to hurt anyone and but it's just it's like what what was funny to her. It's not funny and cruel to so many no, people. It's something like, you know. I feel like with Monroe, honestly, I think she's now going to go from strength to strength to oh, strength. For she sure. has shown herself to be the most incredible woman, and she's such a strong activist. The way she's handled has, it. Yeah, all these incredible ideals that hopefully are going to continue to be shared with the world because she smashed yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. that this is a is hopefully a case of. A big fat L'Oreal door being shut, but a really amazing window being opened somewhere sure. else to so many other amazing opportunities Definitely. that she can use and will help boost her profile and the message of what she actually, all the all these amazing messages are what she stands for. You know what, one of my favourite um, lines from Rennie's book, Why I'm Only Talking to White People About Race, was there is a difference between saying we want to be included and we want to reconstruct your exclusive system. And actually, you know, the latter is, is really what we should kind of all be sort of aspiring to and, and aiming for. And I guess that Monroe kind of really very much shook, shook the rungs of this kind of exclusive system to the, to the extent that, you know, everyone's kind of going to be talking about it now in a way and, and having to kind of potentially confront the fact that actually, yeah, you're, you're right. Maybe you wrote in caps lock and maybe you said all when you shouldn't have said all. Yeah. But... You're right. Definitely. Mm. That's so, so true. And I think that's probably a really good place to leave this yeah. discussion for this week. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts, opinions. Tweet us at Keeping It... Ca oh, no, what's our, what's our Twitter? KIC underscore podcast. Yeah, that's right. So tweet us to let you know your thoughts. Yeah, or as always, you can find us on various social media platforms where we will be expressing our opinions sensibly. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> fingers crossed uh, yeah. but thanks so much for listening and we'll be back in a couple of weeks time and thanks so much to our guests for coming in as well thanks for having me guys thanks for coming babe yeah. okay see you soon bye bye peace